2: From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment. This is the Awards Circuit Podcast.
0: But I certainly want to direct a lot more than I have been. I really fell in love with it through a new lens this time, where, you know, I'd had this brain injury for three and a half years and never thought I would make a film again and didn't think I could. And then when I finally got the right treatment for that and recovered, I think going back into making films, I had a more appropriate size of gratitude, which was a lot.
2: It's been 10 years since Sarah Polly has directed a film. And with her moving drama, Women Talking, she's created her finest effort yet. I'm Clayton Davis. On this episode of the Variety Award Circuit podcast, we talk with Sarah Polly, the writer and director of the emotionally timely Women Talking. She discusses how a brain injury almost kept her from movie making forever, and how she feels about the state of the movie theaters and how it's worrisome for its future. But first, the round tables together to give our final Golden Globe's predictions in film and television. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Uh-oh. <laughs> None of us are Michael Schneider. Uh, oh Michael my. Schneider has been kidnapped on vacation.
1: Good for him, if anyone he, deserves it. Yeah.
2: This is Clayton Davis, Senior Awards Editor at Variety, here with my good gal pals, Janelle Riley.
1: Hello, good morning, or whatever time it is. More like uh, 2 a.m. probably.
2: And Jazz Tanke. <laughs> Hello, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2023. We're all um, mellow here it, I mean, in 2023. I mean, 2023 is off to a little rough start. I needed to calm the hell down. I it's, mean, I mean, the, the third was crazy. I mean, Second. No, not just the third. It, it, it was, when was New Year's Day? Sunday? Sunday, yes. yes. Sunday, yeah. Yeah. I was like, is Barbara Walters counting this? No, Barbara Walters was at the buzzer, and God bless her. She was a pioneer. We love her. And that was a big loss. But then 2023 kicked it off with like an almost Jeremy Renner, and then an almost uh, tragic like the football game. I, I don't even watch football like that, and that was like harrowing to watch in the replays. It's been it's been a rough one, but we're here, we're live, we're all good, right?
1: Ready yeah. to rock and roll, right? You talk about movies.
2: Uh, We're here to talk about movies. Actually, we're here to talk about the Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association celebrating their 80th birthday in a muted but having a show kind of way. And we got our first wave of presenters.
1: Yeah, that's true. You're looking at me because I just looked it up on the computer, (laughs) right? Well, among them are Ana de Armas, uh, Billy Porter, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. and they have already announced that some of the attendees will be Natasha Leone, uh, MJ Rodriguez, Nicole Byer, uh, Tracy Morgan, um, always a highlight. And they're expected n- nominees along the lines of Steven Spielberg, Michelle Williams, Tony Kushner, Austin Butler, um, Park Chan Wook. Uh, Daniel Bruhl with All Quiet on the Western Front. And there'll probably be more trickling in over the next few days. By the time this airs, this will probably all be moot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, today's panel discussion without Mike is going to be about Golden Globe predictions. And we Mm -hmm. actually are going to mention TV stuff, too. Of course we uh, Uh, are. In in his honor. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to run through them real quick, and we can do kind of a round robin of uh, who you think will win. Sure, uh, cool. We won't do should win because that's safe for the Oscars and we'll reserve our top tenors and all that stuff. So, Best Picture Drama, we have Avatar, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. I think Ooh. it's going to be a big night
1: for Elvis all around.
2: You think Elvis is winning?
1: I don't know. I mean, Fablemans hat ticks all the boxes out of what I think Globes would love. Um, top Gun Maverick is obviously a big hit. I mean, so is Avatar, but like, I just, I think that Elvis is what the Hollywood Ford press is going for. I think Austin Butler is winning, hands down. Wouldn't be surprised to see Baz Lerman win director, uh, providing he's nominated. It mm. just occurs to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. been a while well since yes. I looked at these, okay? Sorry. So you're <laughs> predicting an Elvis sweep. It's, well, I guess three as a sweep. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brushing. It's, a, it's a close, it's a close <laughs> um, too. Yeah, I can see that doing really well. Awesome. I'm just, I'm just going out there and, and making a bold prediction. To be honest, I could make a case for any one of these movies, but what the hey. Jazz? I was just talking to Janelle about Elvis and going to go as bold with that and say I think Elvis is definitely going to win. Or oh, not definitely. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what as, do I know? As, as close to it as possible. As, as close as possible winning. I think that film is loved and people... Un- I'm not going to say underrate it, but, like, don't underestimate the power of Elvis. Mm. That's- and to people who keep tweeting me and saying, but critics don't like it, or it's out of fit, that, that, that doesn't matter. You know, First right? of all, most critics, I don't think, dislike it. I think maybe it's not as heralded as some of these other movies, but, like, none of that even matters. I mean, look at some of our recent Best Picture winners. They weren't necessarily the highest on Metacritic either. Yeah
2: yeah i think it's just elvis yeah
1: <laughs> you were gonna you're gonna try and uh take a contrary point uh, yeah but.
2: i mean listen i think Fablemans really could just sure of do course, it yeah right? and uh just like tick box kind of way um i don't think they're doing top gun i just i think it just might be elvis yeah. so that's my prediction as well comedy musical this is the uh, actually a very uh bloodbath kind of category yeah, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, and Triangle of Sadness.
1: Sticking with Everything Everywhere yeah. because I think they want to be perceived as ahead of the Oscars, mm. and that is got so much steam right now. Wouldn't be surprised by Banshees. Um, honestly, wouldn't be surprised by Glass Onion. Sometimes they like to do mm. that out of left field. Um, but yeah, I think I think Everything Everywhere is going to be a bit of a juggernaut. Jazz. I think so, too. But then there's this RRR.
2: R, it's not nominated.
1: Oh, never mind. Forget <laughs> that.
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> what can, am I looking at? We haven't looked at um, this since
2: last year in Venice. It's our first <laughs> thing. Don't look at my predictions, because my predictions had uh, RRR. They, oh, that's funny. They did, um, they did not do it, and they're monsters for it. Never mind, then. Um, um, yeah. Everything.
1: I mean, look, Everything Everywhere is going to win Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh and Supporting Actor, yeah. uh, at least. So... I think it's it's going to be tough.
2: Yeah, I'm actually. I, I think it's banshees. I think banshees. I can is, totally see yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have banshees because one, I think it has a you know foreign press. I think it, it leans yep. uh, a little bit in their favor. And I'm not where everyone else on the internet is yet thinking that everything everywhere is going to do it yet. I mean, this would obviously help me get there. So if it does, then great. Well, but- it's
1: also about what their perception is. Like if they think it's a big Oscar favorite, there might be yeah more tendency to vote for it.
2: And and because it's a one and done, it's not preferential ranking. Um, that's why I think there is a sneaker of Babylon like possibly because I think people mm. who love Babylon love yep, Babylon as heard by all the discourse. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Director, we have James Cameron, D- Daniels, Baz Lerman, Martin McDonough, and Steven Spielberg. I'm listen. I'm just I, Spielberg. I think they're just going to do Spielberg at, just because I just think this is his run.
1: I think you're probably right, but I don't know. I'm yeah. gonna I'm you gonna, gonna stick Baz? with ba- Baz. Baz. Yeah. I can see Baz winning.
2: Yeah. Is that does that mean you're predicting that?
1: Yes, uh-huh. I will do Baz. By the way, uh, going back to Banshees as Best Picture, Comedy or Musical, uh, Colin Farrell is probably winning, which is another big boost for. Well, they obviously like the movie. They nominated. The, I, yeah.
2: Interestingly, I think both are going to. So, in, uh, I think both those movies, Everything Everywhere and Banshees, ha, could have an interesting split on the night. Uh, looking in director, by the way, the Daniels win director. They'll be the first directing duo ever to win. Oh, Rose. because the Coens
1: have never won. Coens have never won, yeah.
2: and they didn't do West Side Story. So that would be interesting if they wanted to go that way. But that would also uh, be indicative and very telling of a Everything Everywhere run. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think more than anything, if the Daniels if the Daniels won director, that would be the most helpful thing of any movie no matter what happened to a campaign because i've always i've I've subscribed to the mind that the daniels in best director is the greatest hurdle because it's, and that's not to say i don't love the direction it's just such a singular type of direction and i can't Mm. compare it to anything throughout history the closest thing i came to was jordan peele at get out
1: I do think if there's going to be like a weird out of left field win, it'll be an actor in a motion picture musical or comedy because we're all expecting Colin Farrell to mm-hmm. win. But I just think of sometimes they go out, remember Rosamund Pike?
2: Yeah, yeah, well, they're, they're good. yeah. But and, I think like they do that also when it like quote unquote doesn't matter because there was no one else in true. that category. So that, that, but that does say so. Look, the, the, I just
1: want Ra- I, I just want the menu to walk away with something. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to watch be winning, win? there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, any of these, this is a, a crazy great category, honestly. I mean, Daniel Craig, obviously, Adam Driver, Diego Calva, but uh, Ray Fiennes has my favorite line delivery of the year. I think (laughs)
2: um, people will hear this when this comes out. The long list would either is coming out that time or will come out the next day i'm not sure uh i think ray fine's gonna make the bath the long list
1: i hope so i, I don't, don't know think, anyone who doesn't really like that movie it's uh, it's not something people are indifferent to you and
2: i have spoken about this and mean i've already said this before i really wish you went supporting for that movie. i do too and, and, I, do. and, and I, don't, I don't think I don't, it would have been cavalry. I, I don't think it's a lie. no i think Onion no.
1: taylor joy is the lead yeah, yeah b-
2: because you are experiencing it through her you're the audience is out of the know as she is he is in the know of what's going on right he, it's it's weird comparison he's anthony hopkins and Sons of the lambs so like in that way like he's a vessel for the lead the other lead to get to where she needs to get but it's having not, said it's, that you should yeah. still nominate him in best actor 100
1: I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> percent. it's also been
2: 24 years that's crazy since he's been nominated and that's, that's been i no. will
1: not stand for this made in manhattan no wait
2: i'm sorry Yes, it is. It's 20, 25 years. That's is ridiculous. He, for screenplay? English patient. That's yes, the last time. Okay. List. Wow. He has not been nominated in the two thousands yet, and we had Grand Budapest Hotel in this. Yeah, right? that's ridiculous. Um, let's go to screenplay. We have Tar, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. Uh This is where I think Banshees might get it. But, Interesting. But, but this is actually this is the hardest category to, to predict. Um, a little bit of me thinks Tar could really make a statement here uh, and and do something, but again, that's also a very passionate like one, or you're not on board with it. Everything everywhere, this would be. This is where a, they like a, to award, nice award the
1: weird. You know, I remember the year Birdman won in this category. Yeah, you know, but they,
2: oftentimes they also do go. and I want to say like lazy, but they. I mean, listen, Aaron Sorkin has like not lost this category a lot you know so so, uh, mcdonough the three billboards win here yes i think three billboards won screenplay here i think banshees might tweak it out but i think everything everywhere is is possible but i think uh, really any of them are possible because women talking would be interesting if they decided to yeah yeah considering all the flack they got for like no women nominated
1: three billboards did win best screenplay yeah this is what they could give sarah
2: Something. I mean that's the so, thing. So, this is yeah.
1: kind of the only place to award. Women that is talking, the only place. Yeah, right? it's the only
2: nomination for it and, well, and the score. We'll get yeah. there in a minute. Uh, actor in a drama. Awesome. Butler. Brendan Fraser. Hugh Jackman. Bill Nighy. Jeremy Pope. Uh, oh, so I love Jeremy Pope. Mm. We know uh, that the only pr- the people that are going to the people. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. People that are not going to the Golden Globes are mostly not going because they have other commitments. Brendan Fraser is the only one. That said he's not going because of Golden Globe controversy. Um, That is going to be an interesting thing to watch because if they don't reward him, it can be interpreted as, oh, you're just because he said he didn't want to go. You're not going to do it. If they do give it to him. Then it's like, oh, you wanted to show that you're you're. It's like a lose lose situation yeah. for them, which is uh, interesting.
1: Also, P.S. Austin Butler is but, unstoppable. But also, <laughs> well, I don't want to say he's
2: unstoppable because I think that's a really. I, I think we are in the thick of a very a three horse race in Best Actor. But I think Austin Butler is going to win this one.
1: Although I can see him going for Bill Nye too. I I was I just going to say he Bill is building so just much talk. Uh,
2: talk about someone that would get a huge boost if that happened. Like, Bill, Bill Nye would be pretty substantial. Uh, one thing that would suck about that, that would happen after SAG ended. But I still think he's getting a SAG nod, so I feel good about that. But I would love for it to come before mm. that.
1: And again, they could do something completely out of left field. You never know. I mean, well, actually, none of these are particularly out of left field because they're all great. But
2: uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I wouldn't expect them to do Jeremy Pope. Um Hugh Jackman. Oh, but would if be, Cherry Pope
1: did win, uh, uh, I'd be uh, so yeah. happy.
2: Yeah. I mean, Hugh Jackman would also be telling, but he won't be there. So I, I think it's Butler versus Frazier. Uh Bill Nye's if like you're like up the middle kind of thing, but I think Butler takes it. Yeah. All right. Uh actress in a drama Blanchette, Kate Blanchette for Tar, Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light, Viola Davis Woman King, Anadarmus Blonde, Michelle Williams Fablemans.
1: Do we even need to discuss this?
2: I mean, I I'll say this because Blanchette's not going to be there. Because oh, she's not. She's not uh, – well, my understanding is that she's not – I think that's been reported that she's not because Tar premieres in London the very next day. Oh, so wow. So I think she like, physically cannot right. get to the Tar premiere uh, from from that. So that's my understanding. Having – if Michelle Yeoh wins, and that's correct that we think that's going to happen. In and musical and wins, comedy, yeah. You know, one person giving a speech and the other person not – We don't understand. I think people undervalue what speeches do.
1: Yeah, they really do.
2: So that would be interesting to see. But I, I, yeah, especially because Danielle Deadweiler isn't there. But listen, if this was a moment for Michelle Williams to make to put her stake in the ground, this this is it. Because we could either have a messy year like 2002, Best Actor, when it was Jack Nicholson and Richard Gere that won at the Globes, Daniel Day Lewis won SAG, and then Adrian Brody won Oscar. It was all messy. Yeah. Or we could just have a steamroller. And if Michelle Williams is a steamroller, this is the time to turn it on.
1: And talk about giving great speeches. Mm-hmm. She's she, great at she, them. She,
2: listen, I think I, – Key Blanchett, I, I'm predicting her, but watch – I mean, Michelle Williams, this could be the moment it turns on. And then they we're like, okay, we're doing Michelle Williams yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, actress, comedy, musical, Leslie Manville, Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Emma Thompson, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle, yeah. It's Michelle. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like it's Michelle. I, it's, I I I don't feel as like I feel confident. I wish I felt more confident because I still think Margot Robbie is a, is a threat there, and I think Emma Thompson. Oh, quite, she's so my quite gosh, Phenomenal yeah. in that movie. She's
1: so wonderful.
2: Um, also, I think she's going to make Bath the Longlist as well. So,
1: what she should be nominated for Matilda too. I don't know why people are sleeping on that. So,
2: I, I literally, someone asked me like, "Why is Matilda a thing?" I think that was a messaging issue. I think people thought Matilda was for TV. I don't think people knew it was for film until like. It, we then decided it was for so, so like people mm. knew it was for film
1: it may have gotten lost in the shuffle I, I think, think, I I think mean, so. like, I'm not going to question Netflix's strategy because they clearly yeah. know what they're doing especially with these movies they kind of sneak Yeah. you know and but, so a lot of people didn't realize it was out and now they know it's out and they're loving it Yeah.
2: it's a late discovery for sure yeah. it's kind of like the jingle jangle thing like people didn't realize yeah. jingle jangle was like a thing until like <laughs> it was a thing you
1: know she uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see her sneak into supporting actress yep. at the Oscars especially after this
2: last year with Leo Grand. Uh, actor, comedy, musical: Diego Calva, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, Colin Farrell, Rafe Fiennes. Colin Farrell. Colin. Colin
1: Farrell, but but Rafe yeah. is peeking over your shoulder.
2: Uh, actually, I think the spoiler in that is uh, Daniel Craig. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I can totally but, say but that. Rafe F- Fiennes is definitely like two, three.
1: Look, just please nominate Ray Fiennes for the Oscar. I'm just <laughs> I'm just begging at this point. Okay, I nominate that screenplay. It's so good.
2: Supporting actor: Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keegan Brad Pitt, Quan, Eddie Redmayne.
1: Now, okay, this is where Whoa. they do weird stuff. Remember, Aaron Taylor Johnson, The Year of Mahershala yep. yep. Ali, <laughs> and not as out there, but like you know, Jennifer Lawrence instead of Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. This is where there's going to be something weird. If there is,
2: I listen. Quan feels like yes. an, a definite Oscar winner, not a definite Globe winner. And I think even no, even I think if Brendan Gleeson wins, that's going to be substantial because that because that is the number two undoubtedly um but i i'm gonna go with kiyu kwan until proven otherwise and just to add to this that uh the only kiyu kwan and brendan gleason if you followed my film award season mid-year report uh only two those two people have won critics prizes this year no one else has won
1: Mm, i can see them giving it to eddie redmayne because they love him
2: that would be totally Aaron Taylor Johnson of them. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, and he's yeah. he's
1: playing totally against type. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's pretty great.
2: It'd be crazy if they gave it, gave it to Barry Keegan.
1: I mean, I, but that I can see happen. It. I can totally I mean, see can it. See they that. clearly love banshees. Barry
2: is my favorite part of the movie, and I love yeah. banshees, but Barry is my biggest takeaway. So that would be very.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Actually, yeah, he's he's yeah. so good.
2: So we're on Quan, but we are all recognizing yep. that it could go south. <laughs> supporting actress: Angela Bassett, Kerry Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dolly De Leon, and Carrie.
1: I will definitively say I have no idea. <laughs> I,
2: when I say I feel better about who's going to win in this category than supporting actor.
1: Are you going with Jamie?
2: I'm going Jamie Lee. Yeah, Curtis. I'm Jamie. Look. Yeah. Jamie that's, Lee Curtis is going to win the globe.
1: That's who I'm mm-hmm. leaning towards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so there's one of two things that can happen, like how this whole traje- tra- trajectory could happen, is that I think Jamie Lee Curtis can win the globe. She'll probably get SAG nominated because I think she is. So is Angela Bassett. My prediction for Angela Bassett winning the Oscar is that I think she gets she wins SAG and that's the tilt. Mm. But Jamie Lee Curtis could totally... <laughs> Like, win SAG and Globe, and then we're sitting here like, oh, I guess we're just going to give Jamie Lee Curtis an Oscar, and then that happens, but also, it could also present itself, and this is not, it's the comparison I came up with, it could totally, like, Eddie, Red, uh, not, Eddie Murphy Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that Jamie, like, wins, Globe SAG. And but then Eddie kind of did end. the
1: norbit and shot himself in the foot a little bit. Yeah. Is the perception. Is the perception. Yeah, I don't know if that's true we'll, or not. We'll but never yeah. know
2: for sure. But sometimes it, it's it's all about and Dream Girls also underperformed on the day. Yeah. And then right. Little Miss Sunshine mm-hmm. did well. Really well. well. And one it, sag. And one sag and yeah. one original screenplay was winning another Oscar on the night. So uh Angela Bassett, you know, they may not she'll be the first superhero. Uh, performance ever nominated for an Oscar. That's a, be- that's a big yeah. thing. So watch out. This can go... I mean, Dolly De Leon wins, uh, though.
1: I can see Dolly. I can see I can of totally what she see wins, Dolly. too.
2: That would be the greatest moment.
1: You know, and pick, it up, pick, pick on the Globes all you want because these are all at the end of the day, you know, sort yeah. of weird. But they had the good sense to recognize Dolly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And not Critics' Choice, which should have been totally Yep, that bored me. Yep. So that's... Uh, a little bit of that. So I'm going to run through some other categories. Where we could say real quick: TV drama. You got Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of Dragon, Ozark, and Severance. I'm going House of Dragon. I think
1: you're right. They, yep. they do yeah, first time shows. Yeah, they love the shows. new mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, even uh, though it's technically the other yeah. thing I see is an Ozark send off.
2: Mm. Actually, I was going to say uh, Better Call Saul send off.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't. I freaking love Better Call Saul, and I don't know why awards bodies are not throwing awards at yep. that thing.
2: Uh, TV comedy musical, Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Only Murders, Wednesday. I'm going The Bear. I kind of think Wednesday. Ooh, that's, yeah. that's their Brooklyn 9 I can 99. see them doing that, yeah. yeah. Abbott. you going Abbott? I'm going to oh, go Abbott. Listen, that, is a, so. uh, that is a purity vote that you, I can't I, – Like if they did that, good on them.
1: My, my guess is it's Abbott or The Bear, but they're going to give Jenna Ortega – Something maybe, oh. yeah.
2: Uh, actor, drama series: Jeff Bridges, Kevin Costner, Diego Luna, Bob Odenkirk, Adam Scott. I think they're doing Odenkirk. This is where I see the, yeah. the yep.
1: Severance, the send off for A Better Call Saul, but also Severance. <sighs> I could see I Severance. I could yeah. see Adam year. Scott taking it.
2: TV drama actress: uh, Emma Darcy, uh, Laura Linney, Amelda Blunt, Hillary Swank, Zendaya. First time they've nominated Zendaya, so I think they're going to do Zendaya.
1: I think that or Hillary I Swank. That. Yep.
2: Oh my God! If they did Hillary Swank, what a thing to do! That would be like that show is great, <laughs> by the way. It's so under known and seen. It would be right. interesting. Well, actually,
1: be, isn't it like? I mean, yes, I agree. Um, in the zeitgeist, but like as a ratings wise, isn't it doing really well? It's
2: done. I don't know. I like, think so. I it's think done it well, is, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, actress, TV comedy, uh, Quinta Brunson, Kaylie Cuoco, Selena Gomez, Jenna Ortega, Jean Smart. I think they're doing Jenna Ortega.
1: I think they are too. Yeah.
2: Even though, like. I mean, conventional wisdom says go, Gene Smart, but I think they're doing Jenna. See,
1: I think yep. conventional wisdom would say Quinta Brunson.
2: Ooh, baby. But. Yeah. I mean, listen, or Selena Gomez. If they did Selena Gomez, what a, what a moment. This is a, this is a killer character. Yeah, I, 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 ju- they're I all just, just kind of know that's not Kaylee. They're not going to do Kaylee. Yeah. No, it feel like it's going that way. TV actor comedy, Donald Glover, Bill Hader, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Jeremy Allen White. I think it's Jeremy Allen White. I think you're probably right. The yep. Uh, supporting actor, uh, TV series this is new because they broke it up John Lithgow Jonathan Price John Taturo, Tyler James Williams and Henry Winkler I'm going to Turro I think that's gonna be our severance uh, representation yeah,
1: yeah he's pretty great
2: but watch out for Henry Winkler, because he's the
1: wings. Oh, Henry mm-hmm. Winkler. I just saw him. Oh, I watched Black Adam over the weekend, and he has a little cameo in that. Oh, I have,
2: <laughs> yes. that's the one movie I uh, didn't get to before the end of the Year. Look, I'm
1: not going to say it's good, but <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. And I think Noah Centino is a star and uh, needs to be in more movies. It was just interesting to me, I don't know if anyone else has seen it, that they cast um, The Rock as someone utterly humorless, uh-huh. which is kind of yeah. funny in and of itself. Like, yeah. he knows what he's doing, but Yeah.
2: Uh, Supporting Actress TV uh Elizabeth Debicki. Is it Debicki or Debacky? I said Debacky.
1: I should know this. I've interviewed her numerous times, but now you know, I'm just I'm, I yeah. just don't want to commit to anything. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> all right, Elizabeth Debicki, uh, Hannah Eimbender, Binder. See, we gotta learn to see the names. Julia Garner, Janelle James, and Cheryl Lee Ralph. I Ooh. think they're doing Elizabeth Debicki.
1: I think you're probably right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because that is Princess Diana. yeah, Yeah, And Uh, she's
1: amazing.
2: Limited series, Blackbird, Monster, Dropout, Pam and Tommy, White Lotus. I think they're doing White Lotus. Even though they are are. tempted to do Monster. Yeah. They want to do Monster. Don't be
1: surprised though. I wouldn't be.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't be surprised.
2: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I would not be surprised in the slightest. Um, Let's see. What else? Oh, sorry. Uh, TV actor limited. Taron Egerton. Colin Firth. At Andrew Garfield, Evan Peters, Sebastian San. Congratulations, Evan Peters. You're going to win. <laughs> this is a
1: killer category, though, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah.
2: there, there's pun intended there. It was actually. Well,
1: glowing. we don't know if Colin Firth is guilty or not. I shouldn't say Colin Firth. Sorry, yeah. his character in the, the staircase. I'm uh, a big believer in the owl theory. <laughs>
2: Actress Limited, uh, Jessica Chastain, Julia Gardner, Lily James, Julia Roberts, Amanda Seyfried. Congratulations, Amanda Seyfried.
1: Ooh, C- complete- I'm looking at Lily James.
2: Mm, that'd be good. I think Amanda's going to complete her run. Yeah. Uh, supporting Actress uh, Anthology, Jennifer Coolidge, Claire Danes, Daisy Edgar-Jones, Niecy Nash, Aubrey Plaza. It's, I think it's easy to say Jennifer Coolidge. Mm, yeah. I am tempted to say Niecy Nash. Oh, I'm going with Aubrey Plaza.
1: Really? Yeah. I'm on the fence between... Aubrey and Jennifer. Yeah. I don't know. One of those two.
2: We'll see what they do. And then uh, supporting actor limited F. Murray Abraham, Donald Gleason, Paul Walter Hauser, Richard Jenkins, Seth Rogen, Gwyneth Murray.
1: This is crazy because these are some of my favorite people. Seth Rogen gave the best performance on TV in Pam and Tommy of the year. And then the best performance in the Fablemans, in my opinion. Um, Playing really difficult characters, honestly, this could be a Dahmer. Richard Jenkins, everyone loves Richard Jenkins. Also, Paul Walter is so good at Blackbird. I'm,
2: I'm just really happy for him right now. Me too. Yeah.
1: Me too. That guy, you know, he's just, you know, he's he's gonna. There's gonna come a time when he's just gonna be sweeping these things left he, and he, right. He's
2: like he. We're like seven years from his Oscar nomination. It's yeah. coming. A uh, score. Uh, back to movies for a minute, because now we're in that order. We have Banshees, Pinocchio, Women Talking, Babylon, Fablemans. No, mm. oh my gosh, maybe <sighs> this is where we reward Women Talking. I mean, that I think sh- should be the answer. I think they're going to do Fablemans. I think they're going to do the John Williams. The
1: John Williams, yeah, of
2: course, it's John Williams. I can
1: also see them doing Babylon, though, given Justin Howitts that.
2: Can you? I don't know. They're they're like such a weird group sometimes. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's why it's fun. You don't know.
2: You don't know until you know.
1: We all we do know that uh, two Murphys are going home with awards. We have yeah. Brian Murphy and Eddie Murphy. Yes.
2: Uh, picture non-English language. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, nineteen eighty-five, Close Decision to Leave, and R R R.
1: I have no idea. These are all <sighs> okay. so good.
2: I know what it's. In, I know what it's. It's between. It's between All Quiet and R R R. I think they are going to do RRR. I think Great. They, that moment's going to be huge. I mean, All Quiet will be fine, because I think that's probably going to win the Oscar. Um, RRR is like, okay, we can do this. It's a moment. It's right? a good moment. Yeah. And Song. Uh, got Taylor Swift. Got Guillermo del Toro with Desplat and Cats. Got Gaga. We have Rihanna. And we have the Natu do, Natu do from RRR.
1: We do not have any songs from Spirited, which nope. is an actual musical and had some of the best songs nope. of the year. Yep.
2: I'm going Gaga. I don't. I don't know if that. Tra- I don't think that translates to the, to the, to the Oscar, but um, I think they're just going to do Gaga. But Rihanna is right there for the taking.
1: Oh, see, I I wonder if they can resist the temptation to give it to Taylor Swift.
2: <sighs> yeah, I, I think about that year they did Madonna for We. Remember that. <laughs>
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That was a thing? They, yeah. Wow. Get, I, think, I'm pr- like, I don't remember that song at all, but I will yep. say I really like Taylor
2: Swift's song. And last but not least, animated feature – best motion picture animated. Pinocchio, Unio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots the Last Wish, and Turning Red. This is actually pretty cutthroat. Really? Yeah. I think it is. I think, I think conventional wisdom, Pinocchio, Guillermo, enjoy it. Marcel could – and turning red could so
1: both incredibly beloved. Yes,
2: like Marcel. Spoiler alert! In my top ten of the year, like love Marcel. But I think I think they know what to do. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 in that way, I think you have your assignment. Yeah, you have your assignment. You're going to take it. Uh, anything else you you want to just throw in there? Like you're looking forward to Ger- Gerard Carmichael? were we happy?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's. Yeah, I think he's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was great—a great Saturday Night Live host.
2: He was I, only was, one who got nominated uh, yeah, from the that's guys. Right. So it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it'll be a fun Tuesday night because that's right, Tuesday, which is still kind of crazy to me. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. And it seems like most people are planning on attending. It seems like people are excited for it to be back. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: think. I mean, yeah. yeah listen, I, I still stand by my thoughts. They have a get out of jail free card. It's a Tuesday night, right. so whatever yeah. bad ratings or whatever come, they get to be like, it's a Tuesday. We had nothing else to do. You know, we had no other date to choose because football's this weekend. And then next weekend is Critics' Choice. And then everything continues. So but will
1: we talk about Critics' Choice next weekend? Next, <laughs> next week will be
2: uh, Critics' Choice and Oscar voting starts. Wow. Uh, on it's the happening. Date, uh, next week. So we're, we're here.
1: I mean, what we'll, we'll our DGA?
2: Well, have DGA, PGA, known by then. Oscars are voting without Ace Eddies this year. They're voting without Team BAFTA noms. Which are interesting. We'll have the long list, but not BAFTA nods, so it, that creates a more interesting uh, environment. And BAFTA's
1: coming up. That's uh, second week of February, isn't Fe- it?
2: Yeah. The the no, the, the noms come out after after voting closes. On, I think it's on the nineteenth because uh, Oscar voting closes on the seventeenth. I'm pretty sure BAFTA's like. Well,
1: for in. most people, it's probably on the nineteenth, but here in America, we won't get the show until like the twenty third. I think. Oh, the actual
2: showing is February whatever. But yes, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. this is bananas. Um, okay, so. Um, Michael, I hope you're enjoying your vacation.
1: I mean, we have anything opening this week, or is it just going to be after? Megan, doesn't Megan <gasps> open this I'm so excited for that. Have you, you seen it? No, I, love my- it, no, wait, I haven't had wait, a the chance today. I think, I
2: think,
1: yes, there is. There's one tonight. Yeah, I, think go- I cannot I, I, go.
2: I don't think I can go, but I like i don't think I'm, i think i'm gonna go I'm, I'm so excited I for this movie yeah no i just I'm, i just want it to wash over me so much it's good it looks i love creepy
1: dolls i love creepy children this is like all you, the blend but you know
2: what's funny i don't think it even looks like it's going to be scary i just think it's going to be lightning in a bottle of like delight so i'm, I'm down for it i don't know i heard it's pretty scary <laughs> i mean yeah it might be <laughs> um okay i love you all very much uh sit by for the guests and we'll talk to you soon After the break, women talking writer and director Sarah Polly. From Los Angeles, this is the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
2: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
1: to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of
2: America NA, member FDSE. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. Three women have won Oscars for Best Director in History. Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker, Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land and Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. However, director Sarah Polly's work on the adaptation of the critically acclaimed novel Women Talking is equally worthy of joining this elite group. Polly helms one of the year's most impressive ensemble of actors, notably Jesse Buckley, Claire Foy, Rooney Mara, Ben Whishaw, Judith Ivey, and Sheila McCarthy. What a cast. Produced by Oscar winners Dee Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, and Frances McDormand, the film tells the story about a group of women from a tight-knit religious community who are grappling with a legacy of abuse by the men among them, and they're deciding whether they should leave or stay.
1: I want to stay and fight. But won't we lose the fight to the men and be forced to forgive them anyway? I want to stay and fight too. No one's surprised that you do. All you do is fight. Is this really how we are to decide the fates of all the women in this colony? (laughs) Just another vote? where we put an X next to our position. I thought we were here to do more than that. You mean talk more about forgiving the men and doing nothing? Everything
2: else is insane,
1: but none of you will listen to reason. Why are you here with us? Why are you still here with us if that is what you believe? Just leave with the rest of the do nothing women. She is my daughter and I want her here with us. Is forgiveness that's forced upon us true forgiveness? Keep nonsense like that to yourself, please.
2: I recently spoke with Sarah Polly about writing and directing Women Talking, and the difficulty of getting it made both before and after the pandemic. We also discussed her directorial career, that has included films such as Away From Her with Julie Christie, Take This Waltz with Michelle Williams, and Stories We Tell, the acclaimed documentary about her family. In addition, she gets personal, talking about the injury that prevented her from making movies for over three years and how it made her more appreciative of cinema and all of its wondrous offerings. But I began by asking, what's it been like for her to have the movie finally open in theaters after debuting at the Telluride Film Festival back in September?
0: I mean, it's been great. I mean, it's been one of the more fun experiences I've had. I just feel like I get to meet so many interesting people and have so many interesting conversations and... I've gotten to meet so many other filmmakers I admire. So I I sort of feel like I was sort of prepared by other people that this was going to be a soul crushing experience. And it has absolutely not been. And I don't know if that's specific to how lucky I've been in terms of the things I've been going to or what. But it has been or maybe it's because I've been home for the last 10 years with kids, but I've just been enjoying it so much. and so grateful to get to be part of these conversations yeah. all the time with such interesting people.
2: That's awesome. Um, d- looking at this cast and this story, you know, I, I guess there's always a good, pl- and I've talked about this a lot, but this is the most timely story that also is not unique to any time in history. I I, I made a a joke uh, after <laughs> I saw the film and I said the greatest twist since M. Night Shyamalan told us that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time was (laughs) that this takes place in the two thousands. Like, and this wasn't like 1800s or 1900s. It's like really like, it's, it's startling like that. Um, It's a moment to say something like this. How did you come to it with the writing and then obviously putting this together with Fran?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was really curious about what would happen if, there was a moment where we would be startled that this was closer than we thought. And just the many layers of that realization that, that this isn't just about other people who live in this small isolated religious colony. This isn't about another time. This is about all of us now. And I just felt that experientially, if we just had a moment of being jolted into that realization, it might have other echoes that went deeper than just realizing, Oh, there's a census truck from 2010. Um, so I think that that was a really interesting part of the script process. Is was just going, how long can we hold off here before we really reveal exactly where and when we are?
2: Was it difficult to when you when you do decide? Obviously, when you do know that it is in modern time, it really takes a different lens because then you're you're asking yourself. And oh, let me say, not you, I'm going to say me as a man, I'm asking myself today, how there's so many of us that consider ourselves like allies in this. And I, I like to consider myself an ally, but then you start thinking to yourself like this in, in the, in the specific, uh, descriptions that Ben Wishaw's character talks about the young boys and how they can be changed it's kind of that butterfly in time butterfly effect you know like where where does a a person become an ally and when does a person b- become a monster mm-hmm. and can we flip that switch is it is it is it reversible
0: mm-hmm. i guess
2: did you ask any of those questions to yourself about having that conversation with young men today about their role in the future that's safe for women.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been interesting showing the film to people because in a way it's evidence for me that that suggestion in the book and in the film isn't in vain because what nobody expected, what I certainly, you know, was not, I was very, you know, we were very clear. Our, our audience is going to be women. the People are going to impact our women and then the most emotional responses I've had to the film and some of the most interesting conversations I've had have been with young men. Um, and that has been uh, a revelation and has given me a lot of hope that you know there was something that was engaged with in this very deep and intelligent way. And I think I'm not as surprised if I was to really think about it, but you, know, you sort of prepare yourself to launch a film like this and you hear a lot of voices and a lot of expectations that people have of who will engage with it and who won't. And I I've just been really delighted by that. I am somewhat of an optimist. Um, it doesn't come from a naive point of view of or naive perspective of having not experienced harm. I absolutely have. Um, I've also seen some examples of real accountability, of real transformation, of people having these really hard conversations with themselves. I think they've been quieter. There are hard conversations to happen in public, but I have seen some devastatingly real and courageous reckonings that people have had with themselves, and it gives me a lot of hope. So, yeah, I mean, I think that what's posited in the film is that education is key, and Um, a sense of being exposed to different models of of who and what we can be in terms of our genders and our relationships to each other through that lens. Um, And I think that the film is ultimately pretty optimistic while still acknowledging um, what we're up against, which is a lot.
2: Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, Now I need to... of do the fanboy thing and talk about my love and adoration for sarah (laughs) polly if you'll just indulge me for a moment uh four directorial movies in now and you haven't missed uh while up at bat you're still you're 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 it's uh, we go from away from her we go to take this waltz which i i was just talking about this the other day with someone i was like how that movie gets better and better as time oh, goes on like dang. it has it has such a long it has one of the great longevities of like just continuing to really? like every time i like and and i'll be honest the first time i saw it i was like oh okay this is yeah. okay you know was, and, and people... <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like oh it's okay <laughs> but I, the, and i keep coming back to it and then i kind of did this whole michelle williams retrospective i was like that's like her second best performance that she's ever given yeah. it is it is a fiery, fiery film, so I, I'm a I'm a, a uh, ardent defender of that. And, <laughs> and, obviously, and obviously, stories we tell is near and dear to my heart, to everyone's heart. And now we're at women talking. Um, you're not directing very often because uh, I think you have said this that you're being a mom, which is more than <laughs> more than acceptable, um, as your kids are getting older, does this clear some pathway for more Sarah Polly efforts.
0: I mean, I would love to direct more. I think also more than them getting older, just having now seen that there is a model within which we can work where, you know, there are producers and studios willing to um, create a schedule that is conducive to people getting a home a night to see their kids. So we did 10 hour film, 10 hour days on this film. That for me more than anything makes me think, okay, I can do this more often um i don't think i'm ever going to be somebody who makes a film a year like i just feel like i need to gestate and live and i need to feel a sense of urgency about what it is i'm making and i i do a ton of prep for a year on my own before you know before i even start working with a crew like after the script so that's just part of my process it just takes a while but i certainly want to direct a lot more than i have been i really fell in love with it through a new lens this time where you know, I'd had this brain injury for three and a half years and never thought I would make a film again and didn't think I could. And then when I finally got the right treatment for that and recovered, I think going back into making films, I had a more appropriate size of gratitude, which was a lot. Um, And just the unbelievable joy and privilege of being able to make films and dwell in your imagination and, and the intensity of the collaboration. And like my four-year-old the other day was asking me to describe what my job was. And she was in the middle of building this whole village out of blocks and these little like, you know, sticks that go together. And, and I kind of just looked at her and I went, I basically do what you do. I just have a whole bunch of adults helping me. Like basically <laughs> you're coming up with a story right now and a world and you're building yeah. it. So imagine if you had dozens of people who did this professionally, who were the best at building that thing and making the costumes. And you got to sit there and have all these ideas and work with them. That's literally what my job is. And she was just sort of gobsmacked. And so was I, but I don't think I, because I grew up in this industry, I don't think I had the appropriate amount of gratitude for getting to do this until it kind of got taken away from me for a while. And so I just felt such joy. And I feel like because of that, you know, you don't turn your back on that. You know, like I, I, I want to do
2: so much more of it. Hopefully you gave your kid uh, a Hildor's cell phone number to so <laughs> text and be like, Hey, can you compose for me? I'm, I'm creating this great thing over here. Um, and she can't say no. It's like, you gotta do it.
0: You need an elf village score. Get exactly. <laughs> Go for it.
2: My God, it would. Be, oh my God. That would be so killer by the way. <laughs> like I'm just like a match.
0: That would be an amazing. Oh
2: my God. See, See, I'm we're creating right that. now. See, you you, we can never—you <laughs> can never step away from this. Well, I—I I th- I think I'm—I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I—I know it's very—it's very personal, and I think in this time where health seems to be a really uh, common thing that people are talking a lot about, you know, coming off a pandemic, you know, our own mental health, mm-hmm. um, and then it, it, just so many different things. I think we take for granted sometimes what that th- that we need to be healthy to do the things mm-hmm. that we we love to do and and I, I i love that you say that you know you're not going to make a film a year because i think we also over <laughs> overestimate or or underestimate rather like how hard it is to direct a movie i don't know how hard it is because i've never done it because i can only imagine and god bless people who do it like once a year but
0: yeah. you're also
2: that's a lot of yourself that you're giving up
0: Well, it's also, I just would never see my kids because, you know, you do, there is a sort of intensity to the work um, that I think is, you know, part of the joy of it, but it just isn't conducive to doing anything else. I also feel like with a lot of filmmakers who do make films really frequently, some of whom are great, I'm always curious, I always wonder if they would be better if they halved it. Do you know what I mean? If they put that amount of brilliance and work into you know even three quarters of the number of films would they be making even better
2: films yeah uh, it's a thousand percent true because i some of my favorite directors like i, I won't say names right now but i had some favorite directors that like i think are the made the, some of the best films in history but they make too many films and i'm like yeah. if you didn't make one of two of those
0: exactly we would yeah. get some
2: better ones. So yeah, some but yeah. th- that become part of the system. So I want to talk about this uh this all female rock band you put together with this cast, right? And Ben Washaw. Uh, we're going to Ben Washaw like
1: Venture.
2: yeah. And uh, I like I like to call Ben Washaw like the like the manager of the of the of the <laughs> of the band. Like but but not mean. He's not gonna take like a whole bunch of percentage but he he you know gets everyone to their places. But Rooney Mara, Claire Foy the precious cargo that is judith ivy and sheila mccarthy like i want to thank you for like reintroducing them to to our circles um and then obviously just a whole barrage of of young actors that are going places and francis mcdormand a great up-and-comer as well <laughs> um what was it like to assemble these uh cast of actors and see them in the process of bringing these characters to life it
0: was an amazing experience we had time because we delayed for a year when the pandemic hit um which was great for us it really allowed us to put together this tapestry of actors and they're so interdependent and every choice we made was dependent on all the other choices so we really couldn't cast anyone until we cast everyone i work with um john bucken who's my brother um who's my casting director And he was trained by my mother, who was also a casting director. So I grew up in a, I literally grew up in a casting office and listening to conversations about actors and chemistry between actors. And, you know, yes, this person could play this part. We know that. But what if they played that part instead? Because they never got to do that. And it's always more interesting to see someone do something they haven't done before. And just listening to them kind of puzzle over this was so fascinating to me and just was so handy in terms of. The process of putting together this cast. So, you know, Johnny is somebody who I I show my first draft of my script to before anybody, and he immediately starts educating me on who is out there that I don't know, go watch all of this person's films. Um, He is really uh, good at just forcing me to watch everything, which has been great for me. And so I'm, I'm a director who if an agent sends me something, I'm going to watch it, like, it doesn't matter how much stuff I'm going to watch all the material. On people, and I think having been an actor and having had the experience of people quickly making assumptions about what you were good at and not seeing you another way, I'm always curious about what someone hasn't played before. And it was just such a joy to, you know, get to be connected to Sheila McCarthy again and to get to know Judith Ivy, who's you know one of Johnny's favorite actors, who I had limited knowledge of and then you know completely fell in love with. Um, and then, you know, these huge searches we did for the younger actors. So Kate Hallett and Liv McNeil, this is their first film. And that was so thrilling to have them in the room. Um, Michelle McLeod was new to me. Um, Jesse was someone who, because I've been living in a cave for the last 10 years, you know, I suddenly was doing this Jesse Buckley movie marathon and discovering what I think is one of the most powerful actors of our time. Um, Claire Foy was one I knew the best because I've been home and watching the crown obsessively. <laughs> 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 so we're like leftover Christmas dinners. Yeah. So I was like a super fan. Um and Rooney I've always been a huge fan of. In fact, I sometimes attend this carol night that happens twice a year with some friends where we literally Wait, make the stop. food from carol. Stop.
2: Stop. Wear clothes, where, resembling where
0: carol. Oh, no, I want to go. Thing. I want to yeah. go. It's classy. It's a classy night it's pretty I'm, good oh but here's the thing about carol Like, you stop it every five minutes when you have a new insight about a line that's different from the last time you saw it i
2: i, I don't care i just want <laughs> to be there it, i just want to be there
0: do you think when carol looks at her like that that what she really means is, is a really amazing wait, experience does, well, i knew rooney very well
2: oh my god but does Dude, like, do all the like, does Sarah Paulson come and like every, like, no, no, not. can we get, can we get like a re- little mini reunion by accident? We just like, we could bamboozle all of them into doing that. That would this?
0: be amazing. Oh
2: my God. Oh, see, I yeah. don't, even, I don't even care about movies anymore. I just want to go to Carol night. Carol night. We can
0: definitely get you an invite to Carol Night.
2: All right. That'd be amazing. 100%. Oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally.
0: It stopped yeah. everything. It yeah, stopped kidding. everything.
2: My like, but time Rune stopped.
0: The first person I met actually, and she had reached out to me because she had read the book and she loved it. And there, the book was this really, you know, it had this huge impact on people where every so many actors had already read the book when I met with them. It just kind of tore through the world, that book. It came at such a pivotal time and it was so searing and direct and essential and confronting. And so there was this amazing awareness of the material, which allowed me to meet with a lot of people who were already excited about it. But then with Rooney, it was interesting. And this happened with a lot of the actors. It was about, yes, I want you in this company. Who are you in this company? And, you know, I've imagined each of our cast members, I've probably imagined all of them in a different role than they ended up playing at some point and then moving them around into their positions took some time
2: oh that's that's actually really interesting because I, I i think about like you know some of them like especially the it's claire foy and jesse buckley uh-huh. I, 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 when i saw them in particular i was like th- th- for me they're like one of the big gut punches of, of of the cast that like really just floor you and they're playing almost like the same i would say the same speed but different cars So it feels there, but like, I I could imagine them swapping, just seeing a completely different Mm. take on that. That would actually be incredible. Um, I have two last questions. Um, One is going to praise you again, because (laughs) in this time where I am calling it a tour entitlement moment, which means there are a lot of um, filmmakers making movies with blank checks and unlimited run times. Hmm. and here comes sarah polly and shows how to get to the heart of a story beat you over the head with everything that like you have to offer empty your arsenal give us undoubtedly one of the best casts of the year one of the best films of the year just announced my top 10 today by the way and women talking was on there um and did it in 104 minutes like (laughs) clocked great and you know First, I have to ask, like, is there a, a longer version? Did, like, how did you come to that? And what is what are your thoughts on movies that and artists want to share and create? And I get it. But there's also maybe a, a a moment where I think people are just saying, like, you know, take watch what I have to give you no matter what. It, don't worry. it's It comes from me. And I think there's like a little bit of a disconnect. Or maybe I'm off base.
0: I mean, so I can speak about women talking, which, you know, as soon as I, before I wrote the script in my very first meeting with Didi and Fran, I think one of the first things I said is this is not a movie that can afford to be over a hundred minutes. So all my movies are 10 minutes too long. It sometimes takes me 10 years to realize that, but I know now where I would take the 10 minutes. Probably it's something even an editor has suggested at some point and I've rejected it. And then 10 years later, you're like, oh, that's why. And yes, I should have done it. Um, So I think having that distance from my films and going, oh, my God, they're always 10 minutes too long. What would it feel like to just make the film the length that I will think it should be in 10 years? So I knew that the script couldn't run over a certain number of pages in order to accomplish that. I knew I just wanted the tension to remain high and for it to sear kind of like a bullet. Um, And so that was an operating principle from the beginning. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, there was a first cut that was, I think... 120 minutes or something. And, but I always knew that it was, we needed to lose 20 minutes. Like it wasn't like we were like, oh, we're going to keep it here. That was our first stab at it. But even in that first cut, we cut huge swaths of the film. Um, and I, I parted with some of the, really probably two of the scenes that I'm proudest of that I've ever shot out of my life are not in the movie. And it's not because the scenes didn't work. I think they did and the actors who don't appear in other scenes. And it was painful and gutting and awful um but they didn't make the movie better overall um even though i was really proud of them so i think just i was really vicious with myself and i i made that commitment early on i mean it's interesting
2: i mean we could sort of hashtag release the poly cut and just kind of get this you know going on
0: except uh, it be my cut like i mean uh, that's the thing is the poly like that cut was my most indulgent self-satisfied self Mm. once i don't want anyone to see that you know like so it's sort of like how do you make yourself civilized yeah (laughs) and i think also yeah i mean i certainly think for this film it required a shorter running time i think that um it's funny I do sometimes feel a little queasy when I see a long running time, just as an audience member, yeah. I just kind of go like, Oh, Oh no.
1: Yeah. I
0: have to say, I took a long time seeing it. and I just saw till yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw the running time, which isn't even very long, I was a bit yeah. like, Oh, uh-oh, even, even that might be too long for me. I wasn't bored for one second. Yeah. That movie is so freaking good. It's the most masterful filmmaking. Yep. The way she uses that camera, I don't think anyone compares to it this year. I'm just like, I'm in this state of euphoria since. Yeah. <laughs> where I just was like, yes, I know Danielle's, a it is one of the great performances of our time. hmm also the filmmaking, like
2: Sh- Shinoya is very precious cargo that 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 she's 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 incredible. And by the way, also my top ten. So oh, Polly, good. Okay. Polly, I was Polly, about if it wasn't. No, no, no. Pauline <laughs> Clayton, we can totally hang because oh. like yes, we have the same taste. It is a, a wonderful film. There's a lot of films that are just I mean, listen, we're this actually this is a great segue to my final question. It's been 10 years since you directed a movie. Uh, I just want to point out for the record it's been uh, I think 12 years since you acted in a movie so I just want to put that out there that a Sarah Polly, uh vehicle is always welcomed if you ever feel like doing it again um, but cinema has changed in the last decade um, we're in a weird time it, there's different ways you could look at it some people are optimistic you know like me and say that cinema lives and thrives it changes and it evolves but we're never going to lose the theater might just look different. And then there are people that say we are at the end of movies. And I feel like it's such a hot uh take. Um where does Sarah Polly fall in this uh conversation?
0: I'm worried about it. I I love um seeing films in theaters and as a filmmaker, obviously, especially you know with women talking, it's shot in a two seven six aspect ratio. It's obviously meant to be seen on a big screen and in a collective environment. I'm also, you know, a mother of three little kids and I often don't get to the theater and that's what worries me. What worries me is that I care deeply about seeing movies in theaters and about that experience remaining and I just know the reality of so many people's lives um makes that really challenging. But I hope I hope 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 we keep seeing things together. I actually think there's something really important on a species level about experiencing yeah these things as a collective and having conversations and hearing the breath of other people and other people giving you permission to laugh or cry. And that happening on an almost subconscious level of picking up the cues of the people in the room with you. Yeah. I, the idea of that dying is so tragic to me. And I also yeah. feel like I'm slightly part of the problem.
2: So, so. it's just a quick follow-up to that. And, and what I love that you brought up, it's not so much like streaming versus theaters. It's life that is Um, like it so is it about that evolution of the experience of going to the movies that maybe that's what needs to change to make it more accessible for a sarah polly mom or a family person to just get out
0: I was just thinking when you said that, you know, if there were were some showings right after drop-off, after school (laughs) drop-off, that would really make a difference. I was like, how would this become more accessible for A 10 a.m.
2: screening, like like 10 to 12. I would be at
0: the movies a lot if there were 10 a.m. screenings. (laughs) Although, you know, days where you're working, that doesn't work. And for most people, they're working at 10 a.m. So I'm not sure. I think that, um, yeah, I do... I do feel like it's sad, and also just watching myself watch movies in the last few months, the ones I see in a theater I'm seeing in a straight shot, but how many times when you're streaming something, do you not get interrupted or distracted yeah. by your phone? And these things are created to be experienced as one inhale, yeah. you know, a movie like tell broken up five times is not one inhale. And you need to feel the power of what that filmmaker has done in a straight shot. So yeah. that concerns me.
2: Oh, wow. Um, well, listen, the world is a better world with Sarah Polly making movies. in it. I'll just say that. Um, what are you working on next? I'm sure you're going to break something right now. Are you doing a big franchise or are you doing a, your big, uh, (laughs) your big passion project? What are you doing? What's next?
0: I have an idea for something that's requiring a lot of research, which I'm kind of doing right now, which is really fun, but it's so it's the kernel Mm -hmm. of something. So it's, it's pretty. Yeah. Will
2: Will it take 10 years for us to get it?
0: I hope not. <laughs> okay. Thank, okay no, I, I was, it won't take 10 years for me to make it. It might take 10 years for someone to finance it, but we'll
2: okay. see. that's Sarah Polly writer and director of women talking distributed by MGM and United artists releasing. The film is now in select theaters. And that's it for this edition of the variety Award circuit podcast. Zach Levin edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. Happy New Year, and we'll see you on the circuit.